Your blog could be generating you dozens of leads every single month. Here's why it's not. Hey, if you don't know me, I'm Spencer Powell. I'm the CEO over at Builder Funnel, and our marketing agency has helped our remodeling and custom home clients generate over $150 million in project sales. This podcast, Builder Funnel Radio, is where we share what's worked for us and for our clients so that you can use it for yourself. We always appreciate if you hit subscribe or share this with a friend or a colleague if it helped or you got any value from it. Before we get into this topic of today around using your blog to generate leads, I was listening in to an interesting conversation that was actually between our sales team and a remodeling company. And the remodeler said he made this direct quote and it kind of made me pause. thought it was kind of interesting. He said, if you could put a qualified every week, it would quadruple my business. I close nine out of 10 leads, but it has to be a qualified lead. And I, and it kind of made me laugh because, you know, part of it is like, well, of course, people that are in sales can usually close a high percentage of qualified leads. And I don't know that many people have taken the time to define what a qualified lead is for them. But also part of how you get to a qualified lead is qualifying out bad leads, right? And so it's it's not like you can only put one or two qualified leads through the system and that's all that's coming through. You can increase the percentage of the leads that are qualified. You can do a lot of things to weed out non-qualified leads, maybe people that have lower budget ranges. You can do a lot of things with your website, with your content, with your forms, with your questions on your forms. But at the end of the day, it kind of struck me as a little bit of a silly comment because the goal is to produce more leads. And then as you generate more leads, you will be able to qualify out the bad leads and you're left with the qualified leads. And so a lot of the time you get to quality through quantity. Now, of course, we want to be marketing in the right areas to the right people on the right channels, and that will increase the percentage of leads that come through that are qualified, but not 100% of leads are going to be qualified. So I thought that was interesting. thought it was worth sharing and, and just talking about a little bit because, yeah, we all want qualified leads, but there isn't a, I don't think there's a path to 100% qualified leads. If there is one, I would love to know about it. I think the reality and the realistic approach is to say, hey, I'm going to do everything in my power to direct my marketing efforts at the most qualified target areas, home types, types of people, types of projects that I want to attract. And then once I've done that, I'm going to try to generate as many leads as I can. And then I will, at the end of the day, have to weed out some leads to get to the qualified leads. So just my thoughts on that comment, but I thought it was worth sharing and really excited to kind of dive into using your blog to generate leads. And over the years, I've looked at a lot of remodeling company and home builder blogs. And to be honest, the majority are a total waste. The articles, you know, they say words, but nothing about them was created with, I would say, like a true purpose. So they're mostly wasted time and effort. They're not producing anything for the company. They're just articles with words posted to the site. And some of these blogs are getting a little bit closer, but they're still missing some critical elements. So I want to walk you through three components that will take 
your blog content to the next level and actually start producing leads for you on a regular basis. So let's get into it. Number one is they aren't localized. This is huge. So if your blog isn't localized, you're competing on a national level. And so this is going to be a lot more competitive, but it's also going to be less useful to you. So by optimizing your content for your city, for your top neighborhoods, for your top areas, it's a lot less competitive and it's more relevant. So it's a huge win-win because when you're competing on a national level, I've competed in the SEO world for, I would say, a broad term where I was trying to rank for it across the nation. And it took me three years to get to the top three spots for that keyword. And I was working pretty aggressively at it for that time. It was competitive and I was at a national level, but that hopefully gives you an indication of, hey, if you if you don't actually need to compete at a national level for a keyword, then you don't really want to. It's probably going to take you a long time and a lot of effort to get there. Whereas if you're trying to target you know, kitchen remodeling in a very, very niche neighborhood that has kind of a name within your city that's going to be way less competitive. You'll be able to rank a lot faster and it's going to be much more relevant, right? If you're a local remodeler, you don't need to compete for kitchen remodeling company across the nation. You just need to rank in your specific city and probably just in your top neighborhoods within that city. So write your blog and include a locale. And you want that in the page title of the blog, the URL, and you want it in the actual blog title. Then throughout the blog, you'll probably mention naturally the location at least once. You don't need to do any keyword stuffing or any shady stuff where you're just trying to stuff it in a whole bunch of times and it sounds really awkward. We want to write the blog for the user, but we do want to put it in the page title, the URL, the actual title of the blog, and then you'll naturally mention the location probably at least once in your blog content. So this will keep your blog content super targeted and it will help attract actual potential clients, right? So there's nothing wrong with ranking for keywords at a national level, or if you have a blog that takes off and starts getting a bunch of traffic, it's not going to hurt you. But all the traffic that's coming from out of state is most likely, you know, a large percentage of it, if not all of it, isn't relevant to you. And so it's not benefiting you directly from a lead gen standpoint. So that's number one. The second thing is I see a lot of blogs that don't have a call to action. And so how do you expect to generate leads from your blog if you don't have a clear call to action? So you have lots of options here, multiple options. You could have text links, graphical buttons, slide-ins, pop-ups. These are all different types of calls to action. So if somebody is reading your blog, you want to have links throughout the blog that maybe drive back to your schedule a consultation offer or to your contact us page. And then at the bottom of the post, I like to have a graphical button and that might be to do the same thing, schedule a consultation, talk to the team, download something. And so the ideal setup is that you have a mix of what we call top of the funnel calls to action and bottom of the funnel calls to action. So top of the funnel would be, you know, download our guide, 
download our questions to ask a remodeler, but it's some sort of you know checklist or PDF or guide or download where they have to fill out a name and an email in exchange for that piece of information. That would be a top of the funnel call to action. And then bottom of the funnel would be schedule a consultation, contact us more directly ready for a sales conversation. So the ideal scenario is that somebody hits your blog, they start reading it. There's maybe within the first paragraph or two, there's either a graphic or a text link that says, hey, download this resource. Maybe there's a slide in that hits about halfway down the page as they're scrolling that offers a download as well. And then as they get towards the bottom of the blog, there might be a more bottom of the funnel call to action or even just another top of the funnel call to action. Usually in your header, you have contact us, you have a phone number, so you've already got bottom of the funnel covered, but it's really important that you give your reader a next step. And so if somebody lands on your blog, they read it, they scroll to the bottom and it's kind of like, here's the end of the article. And it just kind of ends. They don't have a clear next step. And so one of the obvious steps for them becomes clicking X and leaving the site. That's what we don't want to have happen. So giving them lots of different options increases the likelihood that they will stay engaged, stay on the site and eventually turn into a lead. So if we are doing the first thing, targeting for our locale, bringing in relevant local traffic, and then they're reading articles and we have clear calls to action, now we will start to capture more leads. And then the third one is that I see a lot of blogs where the content isn't actually good or it isn't actually helpful. Let's be real. Most of the blog content that we see isn't actually that good or that helpful. And I would encourage you to just browse the internet and read read an article and just ask yourself, was this actually helpful to me? Was this actually interesting? And so whether you're working with an agency or freelancers, or you're writing the blogs in-house yourself, or maybe a team member is writing them, we need to make sure that the content is actually good. It should add value to the reader. It should help them. It should educate them. It could entertain them some sort of value-driven post. If you think about it from this perspective, if somebody reads it and you're like, I just want to create a bunch of content so that I can rank for SEO purposes. Maybe you've been testing chat GPT and you're getting a little more aggressive there and you're just like, hey, chat GPT, write me these 10 articles and you're just posting them. If you actually read the content and it isn't super helpful, imagine somebody does the Google search, they find it, they read it and they're like, what was this even about? This didn't actually give me any good information, they aren't excited to take a next step. They aren't excited to, you know, click on one of your calls to actions to, you know, download something. They're not excited to contact you. This is definitely a piece of your brand, you know, the the content, the education, what you're putting out there. And so it's really, really important that we write content that is helpful, that serves a real purpose. And so if you put yourself in the shoes of the reader, of the potential client, if you just think about that, what if a potential client read this? Is it positioning my company the way I want it to? And that's kind of a good lens to to view that through. So the three things that we, we want to make sure we're including is localized content. We wanna be targeting as specific as we can to the local area that we serve. We wanna have clear and multiple calls to action. And then we want to make sure that our content is helpful, educational. It's good content that appeals to our target audience. And if you nail these three things, your blog will start generating you 
tons and tons of leads on a regular basis. And it's a super cool thing when this starts to happen because you can write content for a year, for two years, for three years. And now you've got three years worth of content sitting out there on the web that's ranking. And then people are finding it. They're finding it at all hours of the day, all hours of the night. They find it, they read through it, they click a call to action, they download something, they fill out a form, and now you've turned somebody into a lead that has just gone from Google search to consuming content to lead. And that is a super powerful thing that you can have as a part of your marketing system. So let me know, what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? I'd love to hear from you. Send me a note at radio at builderfunnel.com. If you do that, just put radio in the subject line. And then if you want a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint, all you have to do is put your mailing address in the body of the email and our team will pick that up and we will ship you out a copy absolutely free. Again, I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from the episode was as well. That is radio at builderfunnel.com. Put radio in the subject line. And if you want a copy of the book, just put your mailing address in the body of the email. And with that, I'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio.